Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Reframe It Mindset Motivation Podcast, Stress Reduction Through Positive Storytelling. My name is Erica R. Meyer, creator of Reframe It Mindset Motivation and your host and storyteller for this podcast. Remember, in each episode, you are the main character and I drop you in the middle of a challenging or potentially stress-inducing scene or scenario and guide you toward practicing positive mindset, positive action, or reframing. In today's episode, I drop you at your local public library, and I have you carry out today's theme, graciousness. So without further ado, let's step in to the story. You've nestled into a comfortable chair and set down beside you several books you've selected from the seemingly infinite cascading stacks. You've taken the afternoon to retreat to your town's main library for several reasons. The vast size, the familiar faint smell of yellowing books, the low hum of the overhead lights, the peacefulness you feel being surrounded by words and story, and the window you sometimes get into other people's lives, those sitting in close proximity, the college student poring over medical journals, the young mom trying to snatch a few minutes of grown-up reading while her two children devour picture books, the senior couple taking turns with each section of the local newspaper, the elementary-age girl with glasses who has just discovered Beverly Cleary or Judy Bloom, Such a beautiful blend of people in your community. But today, your eyes fall on a woman you've never seen before. Her face is weathered, indicative of a a likely storied past. She's clothed modestly, simple, plain, no makeup. You're trying to guess her age, but you go back and forth between 30s, 40s, 50s. It's hard to tell exactly. She's balancing the most recent edition of the famous, enormous book, Joy of Cooking, along with an old spiral notebook that evidently seems to be unraveling at the top, it continually getting caught on the hem of her shirt as she furiously writes. Is she jotting down recipes? Tips? You can't tell from where you're sitting, but she seems overwhelmed. I mean, the book is over 1,000 pages. You can't really blame her. Nevertheless, her focus does not break, her energy giving off vibes of drive and determination. You turn your attention back to your own books, and a couple hours pass before you look up again and notice the mix of people around you has changed, except for the lady with joy of cooking. Her hands still feverishly at work, flipping pages and writing notes. You gather your belongings and get ready to leave, walking past the woman as you head to the exit. Excuse me, you hear her say, and you immediately step back, not exactly sure if she's talking to you. She is. Hi, sorry to bother you. This will probably sound like a dumb question, but... Do you cook much? I suppose so. Why do you ask? If you were making a meal for someone you hadn't seen in a long time, would you make lasagna or a baked ham? I can't decide what to do. 
Well, who are you cooking for? You ask. Do you have any idea what they prefer? It takes her a few seconds to answer the questions. You can tell she's unsure if she wants to share details. My daughter. I haven't seen her since she was an infant. She's in her 20s now, and she's agreed to come to my house for dinner for the first time. I'm trying to make amends. Her eyes start to well up, and she looks away from you, embarrassed. You see, I've been in prison for a long time. My cooking skills are a little rusty. She hoists up the heavy book, showing you the front cover, and says, I remember this always being on the counter of my grandmother's kitchen and figured it might give me some ideas. So you've been writing down recipes? You ask. Yes, I don't have a smartphone or a library card, so I thought it would be easiest to just write down as many recipes as I can. Just then, you have an idea. You reach into your wallet and pull out $40 in cash and hand it to her. She starts to push it away, saying, Oh, no, 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 what is this? I don't need to take your money. I insist. There's a bookstore not far from here, walking distance. Go buy yourself a copy of Joy of Cooking. That way it can always be in your kitchen, too. Maybe after your first dinner, cooking can be something you and your daughter can do together. Maybe pick a new recipe each week or something. The woman starts to cry. This means so much to me, thank you. Cooking with my daughter, it would be a dream. Listen, I'm always looking for an excuse to stop by the bookstore. Why don't you and I walk over there together, and you can tell me all about your daughter? She appears genuinely touched. I would love that, she says. She stuffs the notebook in her bag and hands the copy of Joy of Cooking back to a librarian. Then the two of you walk out of the library together as she begins to gushingly tell you about the day her daughter was born. And with that, it's time to leave today's story and to step into the next segment. A deeper dive into the message of this episode where I present you with a few questions for reflection. An opportunity to consider how you might actively apply the story's message to your day-to-day life. Okay, diving into question one. In the story, you are guided to retreat to your local library for an afternoon of quiet reading. What is your favorite go-to place for a few hours or minutes, as the case may be, of quiet? Have you gone recently? And if the answer is no, I highly encourage you to schedule your next visit now before you forget. Question two. I want you to think about the mix of people you see in your community. What can you do today to help one person from your area? This could be someone from your local church, the owner of a small mom-and-pop restaurant, the cashier at the grocery store, your next-door neighbor. Who from your community can you help today? Question three. Have you ever been guided to help a complete stranger? I trust many of us have examples of this in our lives. What did you do to assist? How did it make you feel? How did it make 
them feel. Question four. For the woman in this story, imagining cooking for her daughter feels like a dream. What are some ways you choose to bond with your family? And finally, the question I always ask, what would you have done differently? If you found yourself in this exact scenario, what, if any, different positive action would you have taken? I'll leave you to ponder these thoughts and questions this week. And friends, that fully concludes this week's episode. For more tools for everyday stress reduction, be sure to check out reframeitmindsetmotivation.com. And if you're enjoying the podcast, make sure to subscribe and leave a review. I also always welcome your feedback on social media at Erica R. Meyer, or you can email me info at ericarmeyer.com. Thanks for listening and happy reframing.